The Witch's Tale. of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, the wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you now. Today, yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, a hundred and eight year old. Satan, don't you ever raise your voice to me like that again. I know how old I be. Satan, give word to douse all lights and I'll spin the yard. That's it. Make it nice and dark. Sitting in the gloom's the way to hear our pretty tales. Now, draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep. And soon you'll see a noble castle in old England as it was 200 years ago. Soon in a room of that castle, you'll see a pretty woman with hard and selfish eyes. And you'll hear the story of the violin. <laughs> the violin. <laughs> Come in, Signor Tasso. Oh, it is only you, Kate. Yes, my lady. I thought your knock was that of Tasso. Did you not deliver him my message? Yes, my lady. He will be here presently. Methinks he takes his time. He seemed reluctant to accept your invitation. Reluctant? What manner of man is this Italian player of the violin who strives always to avoid me? Kate, am I growing old and ugly that this man should shun my presence? You are very beautiful, my lady. Methinks Signor Tasso does not wish to be alone with you overmuch because he fears that beauty. Perhaps you are right. Perhaps he is one of those gentlemen of strict scruples who does not wish to forget that he is my husband's friend and guest. You have made other gentlemen forget such scruples, my lady. <laughs> well, why not? When one is married to a fool who spends his days at the chase and his nights at the gaming tables, one must seek amusement. You know how often I find it. My lady is very clever. And my lord, her husband... Very trusting. Stupid would be a better word. But never has he introduced such a man as this Italian to our house before. Is he not handsome, Kate? Signor Tasso is the very picture of good looks, my lady. And handsome men are rare, almost as rare as men's scruples. If it is a sense of honor that makes the senior so aloof, he must be taught that it denies him much. <laughs> That's good, Tasso. It's fine, yes, my lord. He's coming, my lady. I heard, and the idiot is bringing my husband with him. Ah, here we are, Tasso. Uh, may we enter your nest, my little bird? Bird? Of course, my lord. Come in and welcome. Ah, greeting, Nell, sweet wife. Your serving when said you had a wish to hear the music of friend Tasso. I have brought him to you, violin and all. It was good of you to accompany him, my lord. 
You are ever so busy with other interests. I did not include you in my invitation. I understand, my dear, but Tasso accused me of neglecting thee, so I am here at his insistence. I see. Oh, come in, friend Tasso. Don't linger in the hall. Thank you, my lord Gordon. Greeting, senor. My respects to you, my lady. I wish to hear the music of your violin. Will you play? It will be privilege and a pleasure. Mind you make your music lively, Tasso. Give us none of your wishy-washy southern love songs. On the contrary, my lord. The romantic airs of Senior Tasso's native land are what I wish to hear. Oh, well, I suppose I'll have to listen then. Why? I will not be offended if you return to your game. I fancy there is a game in progress below stairs. Aye, and for rousing stakes, it nearly broke my heart to leave. If you really do not mind, my dear. Oh, Lord, you will not leave us. Of course he will. But, uh, please. Senor Tasso, you insisted my husband come hither with you because you think that he neglects me. That is not so. I like music. He likes cards. He likes many friends around him. I prefer one. Must one of us mold our nature to the other? Truly said, sweet Nell. We, friend Tasso, are one wedded pair who understand one another, each serenely trusting in the other's love and virtue. <laughs> An exceptional couple, isn't that so, my dear? You are always right, my lord. <laughs> and I am lucky to have such a wife. Well, I leave you two now. Wait, I'll return to the tables with you. Signor? Why? It must be. It's not proper that I remain with my lady while her husband is away. Nonsense, nonsense. That's some of your foreign ideas, my boy. You Italians may have reason to distrust and guard your women, but not we Englishmen. Stay and regale her ears with sentimental music, Tasso. I return to my game. Won't you be seated, Signor? Uh, thank you. Not so far away from me. Here is a softer chair. I find this one very comfortable. Then I shall move. Here, I shall recline upon this couch at your side. As my lady wish. You may go, Kate, and close the door. No, Signora. It's not right for you and me to be in here behind the closed doors. You have heard my husband's views. He has perfect trust in you and me. Go, Kate. Yes, my lady. There. Are you so filled with scruples, Signor, because you do not trust yourself? I trust myself completely, Signor. You wish me to play for you? Yes, a love song. Very well. You leave my side? You will like the music better if it comes to you from a distance. Once it comes, doesn't matter if you play your love song to me. I play a love song for you. very different from other men whom I have known, Signor. I'm a simple gentleman, Signor. If I lack the graces of other men of your acquaintance, it's my misfortune. Yes, your misfortune. Oh, what a beautiful melody. Still, it is not so beautiful as the emotion that it sings of. You agree, senor? I agree that love is the most wonderful of all the God's gifts to man. A man who brings such music from those strings must love the very name of love. I love the beautiful in love. Can there be aught in love but beauty? Yes, there can be baseness and dishonor. Baseness, dishonor, they are but words to deny the foolish happiness. Are you foolish, senor Tarthel? 
or are you merely cautious? I don't understand. I mean, if you loved a lady, a married lady, let's say, would you not forget such childish things as scruples if you could enjoy her love in secret, secure from her husband's wrath? No, I'll not. You will cease playing. With your permission, I will rejoin your husband and his friends. So soon? If you permit, please. See your castle. Am I unpleasing to your eyes? You are very beautiful. And what manner of man are you who forever shun my company? Signora, I beg your permission to leave. And I will not give it to you. Then I must go without it. You do not dare. You force me to dare. Yes, you force me now to say that which will mean we never meet again. Your husband, my friend, may be blind to your real nature. But to me... It has been the plain since first we met. What do you mean? That you are a bad woman. No, dare! You think I've not sensed your purpose in always striving to be alone with me. I'm not conceited fool who think it is because you love me. You don't know the meaning of love. If I were not here, you would seek some other man. But I want not such a cheap thing as you. I want not such a vile dishonor. That is all I have to say. I go, Signora. Oh, no. You don't go until I show you how I repay such insults. Why do you tear your dress? To teach you the worth of that honor you just flung in my teeth. Help! Help! Gordon! Will you cry out for your husband? So you can tell him your story while I shall tell him mine. <laughs> Gordon! Gentlemen, help! What is it? Where is my lady scream? Oh, Nell, what is it? What do you mean to do? You shall soon see. Help! Help! Nell, what have we here? Her gown! Tussle! Your what friend a... attempted to dishonor me! No, no! Tussle! I swear he no! He me in his arms! See how he tore my dress! She lies! So thus you repay my friendship, Tussle! Signor, I beg you, hear me! I'll hear naught from you but a gasp of death! No, no! Sheath your sword! I sheath it in your body! Oh. Your blade struck true! Our honor is avenged, my lord! You have killed me! You... I think, my friend... I killed you for the dark yard. You are insult to an honest woman. But breath and other remains for me to curse you both. Oh, Dio, God, as you are just, hear and grant the prayer I send to you now. Though my body sooner return to dust, let my soul, my spirit still live on. To punish those who kill me. Silence him. Withdraw your sword and punch it in his breast again. Ah, hey, one cannot strike a dying man who prays to God. It would be a useless gesture. For a second thrust is not needed. Senor, you fear my prayer. Listen what it is. You wished. I play for you a love song. Well... I pray that I will play a love song to you from the grave. A song that will bring you to your death. To many deaths. For you will live again in the women of your wicked blood. And to them also will I play a song of love and death. To them also. Stop him, Gordon. Be still. No. And for you, Lord Gordon... My friend, only a name. I pray my music will bring your proud name to a dishonorable end. A dishonorable end such as you have brought to mine. That is my curse. My dying prayer. Dio, God of justice. 
In this supposedly enlightened year of 1939, you can't possibly believe in that old Gordon curse. Oh, it's perfectly ridiculous, Dr. Matthews. One cannot term a thing that has worked out consistently for 200 years ridiculous. Oh, I'll admit there are some queer chapters in my family's history, but I don't believe anything supernatural was their cause. If that old curse really plagues the Gordons, why has it only struck isolated members of the family? And why should Frederick and I be afraid of it? Those portraits before you should answer. You think Tasso's curse only strikes those who bear a strong physical resemblance to Lady Nell and her husband. That point has been well proven. Compare your grandmother's portrait with that of Lady Nell, Frederick. And that of her father with this of Lady Nell's husband. All four met violent and disgraceful deaths, as though in answer to the Italian's prayer. You and Anne are third cousins. She is the last of Lady Nell's line, and you are the last of Lord Gordon's. I'm suddenly afraid for you both, because you've returned to this castle tonight as man and wife. I see. Hated blood reunited and all that sort of thing. What a splendid reception committee you proved to be for people on their honeymoon. We didn't expect you to approve of our elopement, but we never dreamed you'd try to frighten us with this wild bogey tale after we told you about it. My dear children, I've been a second father to you. If you don't respect my fears, please humor them. Perhaps the thing I fear only exists in this castle. Leave it now, tonight. Don't try to live within these walls where Tasso met his death. Oh, rot. Naturally, we're going to live here. It's our home. It always has been. If any ghosts stalk around here, I've never seen them, and neither has anybody else. Oh, forget it, Doctor. Let's go back to the drawing room and find ourselves a drink. Yes, come on. Uh, no, thank you. Since you won't listen to me, I'm going home. Good night. Well, he, he certainly made this a cheerful homecoming. <laughs> we expected such stodgy old people as Dr. Matthews to hold up their hands in fear and horror when they learned about our marriage. Tradition's very dear to them, especially when it concerns the supernatural. The Gordon curse. Bah, silly rot. You are very like that old painting of old Gordon, Fred. And you might have posed for that portrait of Lady Nell. Only difference is in the costume. I wonder if there is such a thing as reincarnation. If it's true, in our case, we have a lot to make amends for. He was a stupid blighter and she was... Well, one doesn't mention her sort in mixed company. And we are the last of their blood reunited. Frederick, is that one of the servants at the end of the hall there? I... I don't see... It's gone now. Well, it must have been a shadow I saw moving there. Darling... You're not beginning to imagine things because of Dr. Matthew's warning. No, of course not. Let's get out of here. Wait. Frederick. Dear, what is it? Listen. To what? I, I don't hear anything. It, it seems I hear the music of a violin. 
I know I heard it, Frederick. Oh, you you imagined it. That's what I thought. But there was no one here who could be playing the instrument. You you don't think I heard the violin of Tasso? Tasso's been dead for 200 years. Oh, I know. I'm a fool. This is the 20th century. <laughs> I promise not to worry any more about his ghostly violin. <laughs> Good girl. Suppose we go back to the house now, eh? Oh, no. It's pleasant out here in the garden. But will you fetch me a rat? Of course. And don't listen to any spooky music while I'm gone. I won't. Hurry back, dear. I will. What? Frederick! Frederick, come back! I hear it! I hear the violin, Frederick! The lady does not care for music. Who are you? Why do you play that violin? I play a love song to you. A love song to me? It is my answer to all of your questions, to all of your fears, and all of your doubts. Do you not find my love song beautiful? Very beautiful. Still, it is not so beautiful as the emotion that it sings of. Love is the most wonderful of God's gifts. And the music will make you love the very name of love. I only love the beautiful in love. Can there be anything in love but beauty? There can be baseness and dishonor. They are but words to deny the foolish happiness. I do not understand you. If you were taught to love a man other than... Taught to love a man other than your husband... Would you not forget such childish things as scruples and enjoy that love in secret? What, what are you doing to me? You weave some spell about brain. I'm playing to you a love song, Lady Nell. Lady Nell? Anne! Oh, Anne! Anne. That's my name. Not Nell. But is it? Lord Gordon, your husband comes. Since you and I must love in secret, I will leave you now. Lord Gordon? And Remember, we must enjoy our love in secret. For that was your way. Ever. Anne! Oh, why don't you answer me? Anne! Here I am. Who are you talking to here? No one. I thought I heard your voice and that of a man. There was no man here. Anne, what's the matter with you? You you seem dazed. I'm all right. You don't look it. Frederick. What? Can't you hear it this time? Hear what? The music of a love song played on a violin. Your wife has a lover? In the Lord's name, what has happened to you in the last few months? Enough to convince even a blinder fool than I. It began the night after we returned from our honeymoon. The night after you tried to frighten me with that old wives' tale of a curse. <laughs> the only curse I'm afraid of is the one I married. Anne and I were sitting in the garden when suddenly she made a flimsy excuse to get rid of me. When I came back, I heard voices. Hers and that of a man. But when I reached her, the man was gone. And she denied that anyone had been there. That was my first intimation. A dozen times since I had similar experiences. And now she sneaks away from the castle for several hours at a time. She sneaks away to meet her lover. I won't believe that boy. Anne's not the sort of... She is. You won't believe that boy. 
Anne's not the sort of... She is! is. You once implied a belief that she's the reincarnation of Lady Nell. <laughs> Maybe you're right, for Anne has the same vile nature. No matter what you suspect, you cannot be sure. I mean to be sure. Tonight when she leaves the house, I mean to follow. For these past three months, I've lived in hell. But I'll follow her tonight. And if I find what I expect, I mean to kill. Don't be a fool. Would you destroy yourself as well as her by wanton murder? The law won't hang a man who is upholding the honor of his name. I'll kill them both and go scot-free. Remember the history of Lord Gordon, who killed for the honor of his name. Remember the mistake he made and the punishment that followed. I'll make no mistake. Frederick! Let me go! Let me go, I say, and go! My boy! I have a pistol in my pocket. Tonight I kill them both and go scot-free! Frederick! Palmer! Palmer! Y yes, Dr. Matthews. Uh, what... What is wrong, sir? I want you to follow him at once. Don't let him out of your sight. And have the first constable you meet place him under arrest. Under arrest? Yes, yes. Oh, no, for having a pistol in his possession illegally. I'll take the full responsibility. Hurry. I must find Lady Anne and warn her. Yes, sir. Very well, sir. God help them both. Nothing may save them now. One cannot fight the dead man's curse. You like the love song that I play for you, my lady? Your music has become the only thing I live for. Yet how unhappy it has made me. Unhappy? Because I cannot hear it except during a few moments I steal each night to be with you in this garden. Oh, you have made me shameless. I love you with all my heart and soul. Yet you've never even kissed me. Soon I shall kiss you. Why should I beg you for love? Three short months ago, I adored the man I married. You had not met me three months ago. Yet it seems I knew you a long, long time ago. It seems so? Yes. Who? What are you? You have cast this spell upon me. There's something terrible, something unnatural about the way you rule my mind. Why don't you tell me who you are? Once we agree, I am a masquerader. You always wear that costume, always masquerading. But soon the masquerade will end, Sima. Soon my violin will rest. And soon you'll hold me in your arms. Hold me now. Give me just one single kiss to ease the ache that is in my heart. Will you want that kiss in secret? It's our only way. Now my arm is open for you. I will give you the kiss you beg. But if someone is spying... You love me, and you must follow love as I once followed honor. Yes, I love you. Take me in your arms. Kiss me on the lips. The first kiss and the last. Oh! Your lips are as cold as death. And my arm strong as the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd find you with a man. Put down that gun. Don't try to leave his arms. You haven't time. It's going to shoot. Let me go. The spirit has lived on to punish. I know you now. Your torso. Oh! Frederick! Frederick! Come on, doctor. You found me too late. I killed them both. <laughs> oh, God forgive you. Grab his pistol, Bill. You can have it now. <laughs> I knew you were after me with those policemen, doctor, but you're too late. Arrest me if you will. The court will free me again. <laughs> the law doesn't punish men who kill for honor. Look at my wife. Her guilt is proven. There she lies with her lover as they fell. Frederick, you're mad. Holy Anne is lying there. Where's this Anne you speak of? Why? Why, he isn't there. Why shot them both? They fell together. Only a woman lies dead upon the ground. You've not to show a jury that you found her with a lover. But I saw him. I shot him. 
My pistol almost touched his body. It was impossible to miss. I saw him fall. I killed for my honor. <laughs> if you can convince a court that that's your belief, they may send you to a madhouse instead of the gallus. Come along. The curse. The curse has reached its end. Dr. Matthews. Yes, Frederick. I... I think I hear the music of a violin.